the first step towards getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are. JP Morgan said that, and I'm saying this. Welcome to High and Low. Good day and good night. Welcome to the High and Low Basketball Podcast. Happy 2023. This is episode number 100 and semi, a.k.a. episode number 137. 37 is the number worn by former Celtic power forward and current Euroleaguer, Semi Ojale. On the surface, you would think that Semi Ojale, a player with less than stellar career stats, would uh, not have many distinctions to note aside from some self-appointed nicknames and maybe his Nigerian roots. Very important, though. However, GQ once declared Semi as the NBA's most jacked player, going as far as to dedicate an entire article to his diet and exercise regimen. That's impressive. I take that over a Jerry West trophy any day. I'm just saying that's just me. Anyway, my name is Ike Amechi, and around here, we live by the principle governed by the high and low lives of the world, which means we talk about basketball, especially and specifically the NBA. And we talk about it at any time, anywhere, north, south, east, west, high and low. This week, on this first episode of High and Low for 2023, it's a solo effort once again, because it's important to bring brand new episodes to high and low lives every single week, no matter what, unless it's absolutely impossible. The usual special guests are out and about doing their holiday things with family and friends, but you know, I had to jump on because I had a few pertinent questions from the mailbag that needed to be addressed this week, first in the calendar year. Um, it's on your mind. By the way, I still find it strange that we celebrate the new year in the uh, middle of the winter. There's, there's nothing new about the dead of winter, uh, take it from me. I'm in the middle of a winter wonderland, as they say. It's just it's just cold and still. There's no life. In fact, the winter should be the end of the year, the death of the year. You know, spring should technically be the beginning, the renewal, the rebirth. You know, that's why I like to, to do my affirmations, my resolutions in the spring. But that's just me. That's just me. I don't know. I feel like the names of the month kind of back me up in this respect. You know, Sept, that's seven, right? That's September. Ninth month of the year is is sept, which is I don't know I don't, I don't get it. Oct octo that's eight. Yet it's the tenth month of the year. You know, same can be said for November, Nova, Nueva, nine, or Deca, December. That's ten, but it's the twelfth month. Uh, anyway, pardon the digression. Uh, and hey, pardon the quality. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, with the family, we escaped the city for a portion of the holidays, surrounded by trees, snow, weird noises in the middle of the night outside. It's crazy. Um, I've been camping before, uh, hiking deep in the bush. No pause. Uh, I've been to uh, cottages deep in the woods, but I'm a city boy at heart. What did you say? Uh, actually, relax. I'm not that kind of city boy. Shout out to uh, Scotty Barnes. If there aren't any signs of life, Within a mile radius, I'm on high alert automatically. I've seen too many movies, read too many books, seen too many news headlines just to wallow in ignorance and bliss. If someone knocks down the front door in the middle of the night with a blood-soaked hatchet in hand, 
they can help themselves to anything they want in this place because we won't be here. We'd be halfway back to the city humming the theme song of Nope. Guaranteed. Um, all that to say, <laughs> I'm way off the usual grid, but I still have Wi-Fi. We still have NBA games. Uh, you know, we still need new episodes. I got some great questions from listeners uh, that can give some space to reflect on 2022 and look forward to to this year, 2023. Uh, the timing was right because I was I was planning on this this exact topic this week um, with, with the Mandem, uh, but they're not here this week. They'll be here next week. Uh, but hey, for now, I'll hold it down. Stay tuned for that. Before we lock in, let's check in. I want to just take a moment just to check in with our high and low lives, listeners of the show. Uh, honestly, I have to say this. I truly hope you had a great 2022 with us. We've appreciated all of you. You know, y'all were riding with us week in, week out. You've been part of the show as much as we have with your questions, your comments, everything. Um, it's meant everything to me and to these guys. You know, we're excited to see where 2023 takes us uh, because I'm all about growth, man. You'll hear new voices on the podcast. We're going to take this in so many different directions. If you're not moving forward, you're not moving at all. Um, and we can't move without you. You know, High and Low will continue to grow with your support. Uh, so on behalf of the High and Low crew, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much. And I just realized that that sounds like I'm signing off. But the episode is just getting started. We're just getting started. Anyway, listeners, thank you for joining me for yet another installment of the program. Another week, another episode, more NBA, some more high and low. So this week in NBA history, Kobe continued. Last week, I talked about Kobe dropping 60 and three quarters and alluded to this date. On January 4th, 2006, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, scored 81 points in a single game against the Toronto Raptors. This performance remains the second highest single game scoring total in NBA history behind only Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in one game in 1962. Amazing. Uh, The game was played at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. I'm talking about Kobe's game, his 81-point game. Um, and the Lakers of Los Angeles came out on top, 122 to 104. Kobe shot 28 for 46 in the field and 7 of 13 from the, from beyond the arc. He also made 18 of his 20 free throw attempts. He scored 55 points in the second half alone, and he scored 23 points in the fourth quarter to help the Lakers to victory. And uh, Kobe's 81-point performance is considered one of the greatest individual scoring performances in NBA history and it cemented his place in the pantheon of all-time greats top 10 Uh, if you disagree you can get a cabin in the woods Uh, it also helped the Lakers finish the season with a 45 and 37 record and a playoff berth most importantly anyway that's a little something for the NBA history nerds things are certainly happening in the NBA today let's talk about something important I do have a question from a listener. Uh, This one is from Alton in Boston, Massachusetts. Alton's question is this. The business of the NBA episode was a great episode. Are you doing more like this? Great question. Glad you enjoyed the episode, Alton. Um, Hey, and I appreciate the listen. It was definitely a departure from our regular format, um, but it's tough to get everyone together. 
during the holidays, like I said. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I kind of just wrote some notes on the business of basketball a little while back and I had them. Thought it would be interesting to turn those notes into an episode. Uh, it's pretty low maintenance compared to the average week. Uh, you know, I couldn't talk over myself. You know, I couldn't curse unexpectedly or go off on a tangent that would uh, need to be edited later. What did you say? Edited later. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, or, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't breathing heavily into the mic or, or smacking my lips every two seconds. So basically what I'm trying to say was a very easy edit in comparison. So the editor had next to no work to put this one out. Uh, and honestly, I don't know, man, I like to explore the, the informational doc style in the future. Um, but, uh, done in a more immersive way, if that makes any sense, I could definitely see more of those in the future. Maybe I'll get Hugo, Mitch, Sean, Steven, maybe they'll do one. Who knows? Anyway, great question, Alton. Much appreciated. I think it's a good time to pause. We're going to toss this segment onto a pile of exacto knives. And when we come back, we're closing the door in 2022. Like, finally. And we're going to open the window to 2023. We'll be right back with more High and Low. Hey, welcome back. This is High and Low, the High and Low basketball experience. I'm Mike Amici. Some people step into a new year with optimism. They look to build on what they've already started. You know, some see the new year as a new opportunity, a chance to change a few things. You know, we call those resolutions or affirmations, as mentioned before. It's, it's, it's tradition for many at this time of year, which which is why it felt right to pull a few questions from the mailbag that, that, that really encapsulated the theme and, and tone of, of the period. You know, destruction and renewal. Liar! Let me take that back. That sounds a little too nihilist. Let's go with endings and new beginnings. I like that. I like that. Endings and new beginnings. Uh, I got a question from Katie in Dearborn, Michigan, by way of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. That's a first, a listener with two locations. (laughs) Uh, Katie's question is this. There were so many highlights in the NBA in 2022. But who came out as the ultimate winner of the year? First of all, great question. Love the question, Katie. Um, thank you for, for listening and, and being a high, high and low life. I'll just say it that way. Um, this might come as a surprise since I've been chastising this man on a weekly basis. Robert Sarver. That's, that's my choice. Uh, on the surface... One would see Sarver as a loser, and he is, but I don't know. The man sold the Suns and the Mercury for $4 billion. Uh, And, you know, they were previously valued at $2.9 billion. You know, many people thought the Suns would sell for $3 billion, which would have left Sarver with more than a billion in his pocket. Uh, And, and, just a reminder, the man bought the franchise for $401 million back in 2004. Um, now, he was suspended by the league, and rightfully so, but he's walking out the door with $4 billion. That's a $4 billion payout. Of course, 
you know, he has to share that with the rest of his ownership group, but it's hard to see how he loses if that's the compensation. I mean, you can't really call it compensation. He's selling it, but it frustrates me to no end to see that. Um, But the logical side of my brain to see is the dollars and cents, ones and zeros. You know, that side of my brain finds it difficult to see how Sarver doesn't win when you walk away with $4 billion. And he will walk away with well over a billion in his pocket. But Sarver is also my loser of the year because the other side of my brain sees a toxic owner who cultivated a disgusting uh, and unhealthy work environment for a decade and a half. We've already gone into the gory details, so you know I'm not going to rehash. But as much as he's won with a multi-billion dollar sale, he's lost his status as an owner of NBA franchise, which is a coveted position to be in. Uh, he's out and will never be given that opportunity again. Anytime a, an executive... Uh, the head of a multi-billion dollar organization is ousted, it's an L. Like there's no there's no other way of saying that. It's a loss. You know, ask Bob Chapek, who was the former CEO of Disney. You know, the man was handpicked as a successor by Bob Iger, his predecessor, only to have Iger and the Disney board kick him off the throne for Iger to return. It's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing to be dethroned in that fashion or in any fashion. Sarver earned this embarrassment and he also earns the title of loser of the year. But again, great question, Katie. Thank you for that question. All right, you guys, what's next? I do have another question. Uh, This one is from Lennox in West London, UK. Shout out to my family in London. Uh, Lennox question is this. What's the one thing about the NBA that can't carry over into 2023 so what should what will we just leave behind in 2022 essentially i think that's the question love this question lennox um this might be a controversial take but i want to see an, an nba all-star weekend in 2023 then get it out of here of course it's it's definitely going to happen i mean the train left the station a while ago all-star weekend is in, it, it's happening in february it's in utah uh, whether we like it or not <laughs> Adam Silver and his partners and stakeholders could care less what I think, but I thought I'd just take advantage of the moment just to express my absolute disinterest in the event. It's not it's it's not an all star showcase. The weekend, uh, you know, it, it should be about celebrating the best of the best in this sport, but it's not. It's a sponsor showcase, uh, a revenue stream brand logos and dollar signs. That's it. Uh, The majority of the good seats in the arena can't even be purchased by the general public. You know, they're, they're reserved for partners of the league organizations, uh, representatives of entities with interests in the NBA. Uh, You know, that's, and that's just the business side. (laughs) As far as the basketball, that's, that's another thing. That's, that's a whole other ball of wax. I don't know what, whatever you want to call it. All-Star weekend is not a good product. The ratings have been dropping since 2011. That game was in L.A. And, of course, it featured the Laker of all Lakers, Kobe, versus LeBron. Uh, So no surprise that the ratings were up. But it's been spinning around the drain ever since, man. And, uh, you know, I wonder why. You know, the weekend starts out with the Rising Stars practice, which 
will be televised. It's televised, a practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Practice, man. And then the game comes later that night. Uh, I can't lie. Sometimes a Rising Stars game um, is, is, is pretty entertaining, but it can drive me nuts because, I don't know, I like to see some effort on defense and there's nothing happening defensively in those games. Um, in between the Rising Stars practice and game, you have the celebrity game. Uh, most of the celebrities that have been chosen for these games are just trash. Um, the league's gotten a little savvier in recent years with their selections, with like the social media hoopers who, who can actually play. But I'm out when they can name Kevin Hart an MVP of anything related to basketball with a straight face, by the way. Um, Saturday gets no better with the all-star practice. Again, why are we televising a practice? If this was a scrimmage, maybe you'd have a little interest from me, but it's it's a bunch of all-stars doing layup drills. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. And then you mix in a few interviews uh, here and there that offer no insights whatsoever. Um, and then Saturday night is an absolute mess. You know, you got the skills challenge, which is mid, and then the dunk contest, which is an annual disaster. You got the three-point contest, uh, which is basically turned into the highlight of the weekend or a highlight. But uh, the NBA still tries to treat it like like the step cousin it was back in the 80s and the 90s. That needs to stop. That, ne- that really needs to stop. And the actual all-star game on Sunday is the highlight. Uh, and I, I, I attribute that to the rule changes, which is uh, why it should just be one day. Cut out the fat, keep the three-point contest for halftime, and let's go, let's just get on with, with the all-star break. Anyway, thank you for the question, Lennox. Much appreciated. Happy New Year to you. Uh, speaking of all-star breaks, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with one more question. We'll be right back more high and low. And we are back. Uh, As mentioned before, resolutions are a tradition at this time of year. Not necessarily mine, but I'll play the game. I'll play the game. Uh, So this is a question that was asked on last year's resolution episode. So it's only right that I bring it back. So this is not a listener question. This is just a question from last year's episode. Again, uh, what team or player will you pay more attention to this year in 2023? So. My answer to this is twofold. Uh, I knew Tyrese Halliburton was a hooper and I knew Sacramento was going to regret that trade instantly, but I had no idea Halliburton would turn into the second coming of peak CP3. He's been a 2010 guy all season and it hasn't been difficult. You know, he's efficient from the field. He sees the floor. He finds his guys uh, and he doesn't turn the ball over, which is like it's super impressive and entertaining to watch Tyrese Halliburton play. Uh, he's making a statement and I will be watching him in 2023. Maybe Indiana should have been my pick for who won the year between Halliburton and and then finding gold and Benedict Mathurin. I mean, they have some nice pieces in Indiana. I'll be watching them as well. Anyway. That's my answer for that question. Why the f- I 
can't shoot three-point shots. And that brings us to the end of this episode of High and Low. Subscribe to High and Low anywhere you find podcasts and make us a part of your weekly routine in 2023. You know where to find us. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. And we're probably going to have our episodes, full episodes on YouTube this year. So look out for that. Links to all of those are in the show notes. You can also find new high and low gear in our Von Abraham shop on Etsy and also on vonabraham.com. Like I'm talking about brand new graphic tees like you've never seen. Link to that is also in the show notes. Once again, music is by Live of the Enjoy Music Group. You can find Live on Twitter and on Instagram at L-Y-V-E. I spell it every week. Additional music is by Sonny Rockwell of the goodness. You can't find that guy anywhere. You couldn't find him in 2022, and you probably won't find him in 2023. Sound design is by Vaughn August. This is a Vaughn Abraham podcast, just in case you didn't know. So on behalf of the entire High and Low family, I'm Mike Amici. Thank you for listening to High and Low. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week.